Hey, welcome back to the podcast, Empowerment with Dale Kabunda, and that's me, I'm Dale, Dale, however you choose to call it, um, I really don't, I really don't, don't mind, um, but today, we're gonna be, this is a short episode, so like, like a YouTube short, so like Spotify, I don't know, Spotify doesn't have shorts, but, um, this is like one of those YouTube shorts or something, uh, but it's not that short, but you know, God gave me the idea, like when I did the hearing the voice of God episode, you know, and that was a short, that was a short, short set. And uh, today we're going to be talking about finding fulfillment. And uh, I want to ask you a question. You ever feel like like you're just anxious you ever feel like there's just nothing in the world that fills you and you feel so in need to be happy and to and to find peace um i pause a lot my sister tells me that's annoying um that's because i think um but and to find something that makes you happy but then uh, those things don't don't make you happy so Today, we're going to be talking about that, about finding fulfillment. How do we, how are we fulfilled, you know? And that's going to be in the, in the next few moments, minutes, or whatever. So we're like going to be discussing the secrets of life, the secrets of life. Right, so our opening passage is in John chapter four, and and uh, we're opening from there. As Jesus comes to Samaria, he needed in chapter four, verse four, he says that, but he needed to go through Samaria, so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied wearied from his journey, said thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now, Jesus always does something, always does what he does for a reason. So I don't know why he said, give me a drink. But that's not the point of today's episode. You know, maybe we'll find out in the future. But so verse eight says for his disciples had gone oh for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food so so we're they're giving us a reason in verse 8 because his disciples had gone into the city to buy food and and that and he was thirsty he was hungry so the thirst so i guess he's addressing natural hunger and natural and natural thirst and as well as spiritual thirst and spiritual hunger okay then the woman of samaria said to him how is it that you being a jew ask a drink from me a samaritan woman for jews have no dealings with samaritans jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of god and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water and the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get the living water? So that this woman, she's thinking, where are you getting 
that water that you call living. I mean, after all, you're calling it living, so it must be good. <laughs> so let's go on. Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her. Now this is where I'm going to center this episode on. And said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. And listen to what he says next. But whoever drinks of the, well, of the water I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And we're going to end at verse 15 where the woman says to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. So like this woman is thinking, who is this guy? He says that he's got living waters and where does he get it? I mean, so she's thinking, who is he? Is he a prophet? You know, because we see in the, is he a prophet? Is he like, whatever. But because in the, in one of the next few verses, he, she said, she says that, sir, I perceive that it actually in verse 19, he says, she says that, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. So she's like thinking, who are you? And uh, what are you all about? So let's go back to verse 13, where Jesus says that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So you ever try to feel, you ever try to feel a need in your soul and uh, a thirst in your soul? Because clearly we all have a thirst in our soul. And so there is a void in our soul. And I'd like to call that a Christ-shaped void. And uh, that void needs to be filled. But then we, so this woman, obviously there's a well. So what Jesus is demonstrating to us is that he's speaking to us. The Bible speaks directly to us, in our, in, even in our modern days and uh, in our, you know, in our present days. It speaks directly to us. It's like God is pointing the finger to you, you know. So, so he's so he says that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So, I personally, I can tell you of my void. My void is the same as it is everybody else, a Christ-shaped void. But then, how did I try? Which wells did I go to? Jesus, notice Jesus says that whoever drinks will thirst again. So he's saying that you can drink from other wells. So those other wells represent other places from which you try to find fulfillment and other things which you make your idols, which you go to before you ever go to Jesus, trying to find fulfillment. So we're going to call those things the other wells. We're going to call them the wells, the other wells, and the idols. So, bad news. Those are bad news. Um, so then, Jesus is saying to us that whoever drinks from, this, from those wells will thirst again. He's saying that, hey, he's not saying that it won't quench your thirst for a moment. He's saying that, sure, it will quench your thirst for a moment. 
And in the end, you will thirst again and you'll have to come back because it is not enough to fill you. And you'll keep on wasting your time and your energy having to come back, having to come back to draw, having to come back to try to be fulfilled again. And it doesn't even fill up. It barely fills you up because if, it do, if anything, it drains you. So let me tell you about my wells, okay? Um, lately, my wells have been... No. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so like, this is like with the bloopers and everything, with uh, mistakes and all, right? So, because my laptop... A few days ago, my sister, another one, uh, my younger sister, Shakina, she poured tea. She spilled tea over it. She spilled tea over it. And now, I don't know if it's going to get well or not because I haven't, I, my mom hasn't gone to get it checked. So, mistakes and all, right? So, this is going to be fun. So, let me tell you about my wells. Um, my unfulfilling wells. Um, lately, it's been, uh, it's been social media. I mean, Instagram and YouTube. So, um, trying to find, uh, you know, just scrolling through feeds and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, like, yeah, that was kind of good, and and getting and seeing pictures like, whoa, that that was good, and and videos of encouraging uh, and snippets of of that, and like, whoa, that was kind of good, you know. I'm not saying that it does not that it does not fill. I'm just saying that it doesn't truly fill, and you will thirst again. And so, there now you know about my wells. There have been other wells, you know, there have been times when, uh, let, now let's change the name wells into idols. So there have been other times when I've made people my idol, you know, um, where I put them before God, where I put, you know, them a lot, like first above everything else and uh, everything else that I did that I put people first and so those are like my idols and uh that's not cool that's not cool so we found out part of the secret to life which is the water that jesus gives us now can we go over to philippians chapter 4 we're gonna start quite a coincidence it starts it's chapter 4 as well so uh philippians chapter 4 which in Philippians chapter 4, it's, I'm still navigating. Okay, here, here we are. Let's start in verse 4. So I'm going to read. This is what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. The only read with more energy. Okay. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say, again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever the, whatever things are th are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the Lord God will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound, everywhere and in all things, and I have learned both to, to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And just like to take verse 13 where he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You could put that in other words and say that I can do all things through Christ who fills me, who fulfills me. I am content in Christ. I think about Christ and the things which are from above, Colossians chapter 3, I think, first one, uh, about the things which are from above, and uh, Christ is my center, Christ is my number one, so, so, let us learn to make Christ our number one, let us learn to make Christ the one and only, to put all things aside for the sake of Christ, and to think about Christ, to go to him first, to pray to him first, to put this book, the Bible, and praying first, and talking to God and consulting God. When we make God first in everything, I tell you that you're going to be content. I'm not telling you that you're not going to go through mountains or situations or storms. I'm just telling you that through it all, if Christ is first and you have your eyes fixed on him, you're going to be content. You're going to be filled. That void in your soul. Only Christ can fill it. Nothing else can. No one else can. Nothing else can. God bless you. Bye. Well, that was a nice message, don't you think? Yeah, that was that was by the Holy Spirit. I love it. I love it. I, I too am learning. I'm learning every day. Not that everything that I say here, it's the Spirit who speaks through me. And uh, I have to be careful that in helping people that I too get something out of what the Spirit says through me. Lest I miss the opportunity. I think somewhere Paul says that I don't want that after, helping, after having helped people, after having been a ladder or for people to go up that I myself should be left behind. I don't know. Somewhere. Galatians, maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, that was a great episode. And uh, a new episode is coming up. It's titled Holy Spirit. And also there's going to be Dominion Over Lust Part 3. And I also think that the Holy Spirit episode is going to be in parts. So, yeah. 
at least we got this one this one out of the way we're done with it because i think i told you in the last episode that i was going to do this one but yeah and so keep christ first christ first i'm telling you if you practice putting christ first thinking about him always and praying to him first and going to your bible first if you make him first i tell you he will fill the void in your soul and he will fulfill you he will satisfy you until next time bye